Today's podcast is presented to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And also, if you... Uh, do go and sign up then you know make sure you tell them you heard about it through us in the uh application thanks Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host, April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. Come in. Hello, everybody. We're here. And oh my God, you can see my waves today on the sound. You probably won't see mine. I'm not, I'm not feeling wavy today. Uh, you can still see yours. Ours are, ours are close. Usually, yours are usually bigger, so maybe it'll balance out with you being sick. Maybe so. Uh, I haven't been feeling well either. I feel like I'm coming out with like an ear infection or something. I've been having dizzy spells and stuff. Um, Let's just hope it's not more than that. Yeah, for real. I can't handle that right now. If I miss Christmas, I'm just gonna fucking jump off a cliff. I swear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I haven't even started shopping. This was the weekend I was gonna try to like go. I wanted to go crack ass early this morning while people were at church and like go physically shop because like I I want to go like one day. Um. Because I was really hoping to either get ideas or get presents and then order the last few online, but I'm running out of time. Yeah. I bought one singular present for you. Not even my own child. And that is all <laughs> I've done this year. And you Normally I'm done by now. So. I'm, I'm almost done. I haven't done as much this year, and that kills me, but it's just reality right now because, you know hours have been short this year and we're like way into debt because we've just been relying on credit cards and borrowing money from mom and stuff like that to get by his hours are finally picking back up because it's the holidays but we're too far in debt now that it's just like oh god what are we gonna do oh yeah All all my christmas christmas would be on credit cards anyway that's how I roll in life is rolling dead, but um, <laughs> don't do that, kids. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. And then I just signed up for this really expensive eye surgery that I'm really pumped for. I just told Justin, I'm like, please, for the love of God, don't get me anything for my birthday because that's like more than our whole Christmas budget to for everyone to do this eye surgery. So, but I'm pumped to not have glasses for the first time in my life soon. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm going to lose part of my identity losing the 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 black room glasses, but uh I'm pretty pumped to not have all that weight on my face. Yeah. 
Um, let's jump into today because it's really heavy and get yeah. it over with. We're going to rip it off like a Band-Aid. Uh, it, it is a Black Lives Matter case. I wanted to tell that to you up front because I know some, pe some people don't agree with the Black Lives Matter movement, and that's fine. That's your opinion. Uh, but I feel that these cases are still an injustice and that there needs to be attention brought to them, especially ones that are lesser known than like George Floyd and uh, Breonna Taylor. Those kind of cases have been getting a lot of attention, and I feel like there's plenty of others that do need attention. Although the one today is a little bit larger, but it's one of the more interesting ones, and I wanted to cover it because I found it fascinating. Um, and we probably will cover a lot lesser known ones in the future. We're just going to sprinkle them in because we don't want to weigh y'all down with that, doing a bunch in a row because it'll weigh us down too. Um, it's way too heavy. Um, but I really feel it's important to cover some of these cases, especially the lesser known ones. Uh, in particular, we have some local ones that we will probably be covering, and maybe even if we can stripe up some people that are related to the case, we might do that also. Get them on the show, or at least get their input. Uh, so, here we go. We're gonna, Today's episode is about Sandra Bland. She was born February 7th, 1987. She was from Naperville. Illinois, a suburb of Chicago, and was one of five sisters. She attended Willowbrook High School in Villa Park, Illinois, and then Prairie View A&M University outside Hempstead in Waller County, Texas, where she was a member of the Sigma Gamma Rho sorority. She graduated in 2009 with a degree in agriculture. At Prairie View, she was recruited as a summer counselor for three years, playing in the marching band, and volunteered for a senior citizen's advocacy group. She returned to Illinois in 2009, worked in an administration for Cooks, a food service equipment supplier, a job she left not long before her death. She had been due to start a temporary job on August 3rd, 2015, with Prairie View as a summer program associate. So she was going to go back to, I guess, doing the summer job in Texas. In January 2015... Bland began posting videos about many sub subjects, including police mistreatment, mistreatment of black people. In one post she wrote, in the news that we've seen as of late, you could stand there, surrender to the cops, and still be killed. She has been described as a civil rights activist in Chicago and a part of the Black Lives Matter movement. Bland had at least 10 previous traffic-related encounters with police in Illinois and Texas and had been charged five times for driving without insurance, four times for speeding, and once each for driving while intoxicated and for drug possession. Her final conviction was for shoplifting, and she owed 7579 in unpaid fines at the time of her death. And I do bring that up because everybody says, oh, you know, you know, people with a previous, you know, conviction record deserve this kind of thing, but I just want to tell you that nobody deserves that to be killed, regardless. Um, but I do want to be honest with you and tell you, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly in these cases, because I want to be completely honest so we don't have any bullshit, you know? Oh, what are the, what are the dogs barking at? I don't know. The usual... <laughs> It's probably Jacob and Camille coming home. 
Uh, you want to read the next couple of paragraphs, maybe? Yeah. Um, Sandra Bland was a 28-year-old African-American woman who was found hanged in a jail cell uh, in Waller County, Texas, on July 13, 2015, three days after being arrested during a pretextual traffic stop. Stop. I can't talk today. I'm sick, guys. Just remember that. Her death was ruled a suicide. It was followed by protests against her arrest, disputing the cause of death, and alleging racial violence against her. Bland was pulled over for a minor traffic violation on July 10th by State Trooper Brian Insignia. The exchange escalated, resulting in Bland's arrest and charge for assaulting a police officer. The arrest was partially recorded by Insignia's dash cam, a bystander's cell phone, and Bland's own cell phone. After authorities reviewed the dash cam footage, Insignia was placed on administrative leave for failing to follow proper traffic stop procedures. Texas authorities and the FBI conducted an investigation into Bland's death and determined that Waller County Jail did not follow required policies, including time checks on inmates and ensuring that employees had completed required mental health training. In December 2015, a grand jury declined to indict the county sheriff and jail staff for a felony relating to Bland's death. The following month, Insinia was indicted for perjury for making false statements about the circumstances surrounding Bland's arrest, and he was subsequently fired by the Texas Department of Public Safety. In September 2016, Bland's mother settled a wrongful death lawsuit against the county jail and police department for $1.9 million and some procedural changes. In June 2017, the uh, the perjury charge against Insinia was dropped in return for his agreement to permanently end his law enforcement career. In 2019, Bland's cell phone video became available to the public and to Bland's family for the first time. The video was obtained and shown by Dallas news station WFAA. This video was not available during the civil trials. Let me let this dog out of this room real quick. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. Just didn't want her whining the whole time. <clears throat> All right, Insinia had a history of performing pretextual traffic stops, having issued 1,600 mostly minor tickets in less than 12 months, using the pretext of little enforced minor infractions to then perform random searches in the hope of finding something criminal. He began following Bland in Prairie View, Texas, on the afternoon of July 10, 2015 accelerating fast on her rear, closing in so near to her that she changed lane to give him the right-of-way, believing he was headed to an emergency call, at which point he pulled her over on University Drive for failure to signal a lane change, though he could have still stopped her if she did signal under a different section of the Texas Transportation Code requiring a continuous lane change signal for a minimum of 100 feet. And in, in, in a series of events recorded by his dash cam, Along with a bystander and Bland herself, Insinia spoke to Bland. The inter interaction became heated, and he pulled her from the car. After they moved out of frame, he forced her on the ground and arrested her. An inspection in 2018, several years after Bland's death, showed that the Waller County Jail was again not monitoring inmates correctly. All inmates were supposed to be monitored face-to-face, -face, at least hourly. Jail staff exceeded that by two and a half hours. Certain inmates, including those who are assaultive or potentially suicidal, should be monitored every half hour. That limit was exceeded by 74 minutes. Yep. So, uh, so the first thing I think about, I think, uh, okay, obviously, 
if you're interested in this topic, watch the videos. That's the first thing you said to me was like, just go fucking watch the videos. But really, she she was a civil rights activist. She knew this whole situation was wrong. Why would she kill yeah. herself? And she was very, I guess I want to say up front also that she was very antagonistic. She was. Um, because she was fucking I, right. Because <laughs> she was right. Yes, exactly. And, but I know some people are just like, no matter what, you should be respectful to police. But if they're not being respectful to you, then, you know, it's it's hard to say that. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not like, I... I am a privileged ass white girl right but i break into a sweat if i see a cop near me i mean yeah. like that's if just, i see a blue light in the distance it makes my heart flutter like you know and i'm yeah. white too so i would never have the balls to stand up for myself to police and i salute all of these people that do and, and it's man, your volume went up again. <laughs> of course and anyway it just it's just i don't know just not being able to fight against wrong thing. I don't know that that's a whole dark. Like you said, this is really dark and deep material, and it's and it's so hard. And I didn't delve deep into the investigation. That's pretty much as far as the investigation. The rest of this, we're just going to discuss for a little bit. Um, I didn't go too deep into it. Um, she does have mental health history. Uh, she obviously had criminal history. Um, so it's really hard to say because you know the the police obviously claim no wrongdoing, um, and it's just really hard to say. Obviously, that they were at least neglectful in the sense that that if she really did commit suicide, she was not checked on. Yeah. Uh, so at the very least, there was neglect, and at most, they murdered her. You know, and it's just hard to say what's what with her history. Um, but her family has stated that, yes, they admit that she had depression and other issues. But they, she was about to start this new job or whatever uh, within a few weeks. And they don't feel that at that point she would have committed suicide. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I, I could understand if she thought, oh, this is it. This is going to lose me that job. You know, there obviously you and I both are familiar with a lot of depressive issues. You can go down a really rough road really quickly. Um, things can escalate way faster than you could ever imagine. But I still feel like with how hard she stood up for herself during the arrest, it just doesn't make any sense. She had a reason to fight, and she would. She, you know, she mentioned several times in the videos, like, "I can't wait till we go to court. This is wrong." Um, I don't think she would have. I think she would have wanted to go to court. I think the civil rights should have, you know, overpowered any depressive issues. Now, obviously, that's just not how things always work, right? I know that. Um, but I just feel like but the cops obviously she knew she, yeah, and the cops knew that she was combative in this way, and they knew that she probably was not going to let this shit go. Um, so that right there gives you a big old strike on on the side of 
they got rid of her ass. Yeah. You know, um, but like I said, I can't really say that one way or another. There isn't enough proof. There's plenty of circumstantial that the fact that they, there's this unaccounted for time. Like it was basically a sign in sheet where they sign, you know, the employees signed when they went to check on, you know, did the rounds and checked yeah. on the inmates and stuff. And that time, I believe, was doctored or uh, just unaccounted for in general. I can't remember specifically. Yeah, I'd be but, interested to understand how often they do that. I mean, it says that, like, even a few years later, they're still fucking this up. But I'm wondering how often they fuck it up. You know what I mean? Like, um, if it's like this happened to be one out of a couple of times a week that it happened or if this just if it constantly happened you know what i mean like it'd be really odd if this was like the one time out of a week it happens that she happens to commit suicide you know yeah um and i guess i need to discuss i i've got a picture in our file but you guys can go look up more information about that and pictures of her mugshot um there are people, this is more of a conspiracy theory type of thing. I can't prove that this is right or wrong. But people have stated that they think she was already dead when the mugshot was taken. Because there's comparison to other mugshots from other inmates in that same prison. And it's a tan cinder block wall behind the prisoners when they take their mugshots. And in her mugshot... It is a gray. It's a gray color, and they believe that it is a cell floor um, in the background, and that they've just posed her for the shot to do her mugshot. Um, and they're 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 comparing a picture of her alive with a picture of her in the mugshot, as her dreadlocks look different. They're like hanging back behind her head but that could just be you know i mean after they threw her to the ground and stuff a lot of things yeah yeah um and that her shoulders are not flat but they're flat in the picture also that could just be posture whatever um the fact that you can see up her nose all yet again to me can be explainable by just tilt of the head or whatever yeah um and just shat the the way the shadows hid and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I said, just look up the picture of her mugshot. Um, but they, I can see why they they might think that, but I'll, I don't know if that I don't, I don't think that that's true. But I'm not an expert, so you know that's just my opinion. I don't think she was dead in the mugshot just by looking at it, but I can see why they would think that. And it, it, I gotta say, it is strange that the the background being different. The background and the height of her shoulders is what weirds me out the most. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, and I think it said so. She hung herself with like some plastic garbage bags or something that was in the room, and that shit wasn't even supposed to be in there either. It just. Yeah, there's just a lot of wishy-washiness. I, I like you said, I don't necessarily know that she was already dead, but um, yeah. 
it just there's also I believe there was some pot in her system or something and it had was within the time frame she was there so where the hell did she get pot when she's in jail yeah I mean not to say that that's impossible obviously right. I know the truth about that shit I watch Orange is the New Black right now <laughs> <laughs> we got an uncle <laughs> yeah we also have an uncle anyway <laughs> yeah um, I just I just I don't know I don't I I'm I think I'm with everybody on this one I don't think it was a suicide I think something fuck up, fucked up happened I just don't I don't know just there's no real way for us to know what did happen yeah and and i really like all these people that threw out like they did these x things before they deserved it i you know you know what no you know even i've known people that were heavy on drugs that did fucked up shit that have completely turned their life around and become better people so you cannot use people's past against them in that sense yeah i mean not to mention it like the majority of her prior offenses were shit like this yeah Yeah. it sounded like her being kind of harassed um i don't know that obviously i don't know everything about this but just based on the information provided it sounds like she was already kind of bothered a lot about traffic stuff that probably wasn't her fault um just same situation that happened to her this day yeah probably after like the 10th fucking one i'd stand up for myself too that's probably a lie i'm still a weak ass bitch but um, oh i'm a weak ass bitch when it comes to cops but i also have uh, our dad's temper and i can't once i'm once my buttons get pushed like i i cannot keep my mouth shut (laughs) like and it gets me in trouble quite a bit but um that's just how i am like if you push so many buttons on me there's no stopping my mouth now i might i'm not going to commit go out and commit violence against somebody but there's no stopping my mouth (laughs) you know like once i'm mad i will say whatever (laughs) you know whatever i feel out loud well Um, like i remember you know back when i was a juvenile delinquent right um I remember being picked up um, by the police when I was uh, found at our aunt's house when I was trying to run away. And I remember, like, getting picked up, getting to sit in the front seat, right? Because, again, privileged and white. Um, Getting to sit in the front seat next to my chart, next to the, like, giant beat-em-up stick and like some tasers and whatever, everything that's going, you know, everything that's in a cop car and looking at my chart, reading it saying harm to self and others, like, (laughs) like I'm potentially harmful to self and others. And I'm like looking around like, um, so I'm sitting in the front car, (laughs) the front seat of the car for all of this. And then like we pull up to a county line because I was picked up in in a different county than what we lived in. And like, sitting in the seat of course i wasn't gonna do anything the most balls i ever had in my life was to run away from our shitty parents so like so i'm sitting in this seat right so these meeting up with a different cop from a different county to hand me over but they like let me sit in the car for a while it's running all the things are still in there they're just talking outside of the two cars 
and I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck? Couldn't I just get out and run again? Like, I don't know. But because I was fucking scared out of my mind out of these cops, I didn't do anything. And I wouldn't. And to this day, I don't regret not doing anything or trying to run away more, I guess. But, like, it was fucking crazy, that whole situation. And I just remember not being... We have got to figure out what's wrong with your sound. Probably all the cable twisted up. But yeah, like, uh, it just does, none of it really made any sense. What they were doing, they weren't doing protocols, right? And this is a completely, well, not according to my chart, but a completely harmless situation. And they still weren't following the rules. Um, And it just, it just goes to show you, like, it just doesn't, like, how can you, to me, you can't pick and choose how you're, like, a police officer should not pick and choose how they're going to do things it just and obviously i know that things aren't always going to be black and white and sometimes you have to act outside of a protocol but this shit shouldn't be happening like plain and simple these these things with her and uh you know the george floyd and everything else like they shouldn't get to this point it shouldn't like and and a prior record does not mean that it's okay for anyone to kill anyone. That's yeah. That's the whole point. Kind of similarly, I don't believe that you know it, it. Kind of the reverse, and this is probably an unpopular opinion. I don't think the police officers and things should be criminalized or fired from their jobs immediately either. I think there should be a trial on both sides. Like, that's the whole point of our justice system. They shouldn't be uh, murdered or, you know, yeah. arrested or, you know, There should whatever. definitely be a very, an unbiased investigation, meaning outside of that actual police department. If the police is involved in something like this, or like with George Floyd, um, they, there should be an unbiased outside investigation before anything is done on either side. Um, Preferably just stop fucking killing people, right? But, um, and that doesn't mean every situation... And I've heard the the side of the cops who say, you know, with all the protesting and stuff going on and tensions are high, they're more, they're scared. And I do get that. I do get that. But that doesn't make it right either. Because innocent people are still getting killed. There's children getting killed. And there's no justice for any of this. And while there's still not justice, those tensions are still going to keep climbing until stuff is done. Because there's still not been justice on the majority of these cases of any type. I mean, in, in some of them, they'll throw them a small bone like, we've suspended these cops. Well, that's not good enough. Like, People want them to pay for their actions and pay for the pain that they've inflicted on these families and, you know, the loved ones of the people who are victims of this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, it really, we shouldn't be afraid of police. We shouldn't, you know, and you know, um, there's been, you know, I have a very multicultural neighborhood and there were times before we really became friends with anybody in the neighborhood that we thought about calling the police um, 
for noise complaints and stuff. But I was like, you know, I don't want to be that person. And I don't want, even though I'm calling for a fairly innocent reason, like I can't call because I'm afraid that something would happen and somebody get hurt. And then that would be on me for calling the cops. Like I've thought about this kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you don't know and how I can't it's going to escalate it. just like this traffic violation. Exactly. And I'm like, like I can't, I don't feel like I can call the cops unless it's me just completely in danger from somebody. I, d- I don't feel like I can call the cops because I'm afraid of the repercussions from, from that. Well, the cops have never helped us before. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, in our situation, you know, we, our dad punched through her door window um, trying to get in. Uh, Cops, you know, the cops were called. They showed up. They got heard his version of the story that, you know, Sabrina shoved the door onto his hand, (laughs) which is hilarious because that's a lot of force to be shoving a door, right? Um, Not to mention that it, he happened to have it perfectly in a fist shape at, at the height of punching um, and, and somehow I slammed it into all of the windows, window panes. There was three. Yeah. Well, I think he punched through two of them, but, um, yeah. Yeah. He said it, it, it wasn't that it was, um, the force of me closing the door that shattered the glass. Yeah. And then his handprints of blood that he planted on like everything. And then, yeah. And then he smeared his blood all over your car and everywhere. Uh, yeah. and. Basically, the cops bought his I'm a feeble old man who just wants to see his granddaughter story. Um, And they allowed him to leave his vehicle there to go to the hospital in an ambulance. Which I still think, you know, the cops were told that, that, that death threats were made. All kinds of stuff. And then they still chose to not charge him. They let him leave the scene free. And the fact that they let him leave his vehicle in front of the very house of the people he's harassing and threatening. Like, that just seems so detrimental because it made you feel unsafe. It made you feel like he was going to come back at any moment. And even after he got the vehicle, it still felt like he was going to come back at any moment. And that's not right. Yeah. Um, and they won't ever let us get a restraining order against them. Yeah. They let you get a order of protection temporarily, but then it, but then they let that expire too. Yeah. Yeah. With the protection order too, like when I picked up the police report the next day to be able to go do the protection order or whatever I could do, um, it basically the what was written out was his version of the story, like what I wrote or what I told them wasn't there. And so I'm like, you're telling me that I'm afraid for my life and my child's life and my whole family. And he just gets to write this bullshit down. Um, well, I don't that's know what he did to me. Yeah. Too. And, so, and then so even with the protection order, I think for the, the first time in my life, I had a little bit of faith in the justice system was because of that judge. You know, protection orders oh. are usually made for um, spousal children situations. Um, they just granted it to protect us, you know, like it lasted, I think two weeks. They happened to catch him on that last day that he was supposed to show up to court. He actually showed up 
And this this judge just saw through his bullshit and was like, there is something wrong with you, sir. And if you yeah. want a relationship and he, and he with interrupt him, her several times and stuff. Yeah, but she saw through it and she saw that he had a problem and she's like, if you want a relationship with your family, you're going to have to get yourself taken care of. Um, and I just wanted to like slow clap, like, thank you everyone for fucking acknowledging this. Like I, I get a lot of people that don't believe us when we talk about our dad and you yeah. know, it, it or it, some people just think it's over exaggerated and that we need to forgive and forget and get over it because he's our father and you're supposed to love your father. Yeah, it's like, but you don't understand that parents are supposed to love their children unconditionally. And we've had that pro- issue our whole lives. Well, not like to this, mention, like, it just, he he literally has mental disorders. And yeah. he does not take care of himself. And so that woman, the, the judge, you know, she released it, but she's, she explicitly told him, like, they've told you in front of me, they don't want you at their house. Do not go to their house. Because next time, you will get arrested. Like, she has, she's telling you right now, you're not allowed. So don't. That's never going to stop him. It's never stopped. And he's before. told, oh yeah. Well, she also told him to not contact us, yeah, because we had requested that, and uh, that hasn't stopped him either. Yeah, but and he people, still tried to find out where we live and things like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, anyway. she pulled me aside and was just like, "I've seen th- situations like this." She's like, "I went through problems with my own father and mental issues." She's like, "You're you're gonna regret not not." getting him taken care of you 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 need to get him mental help and i'm like like i just kind of nodded and like okay well you've lost me now because we have tried he has been admitted to hospitals he has broken out of everything he's ever went into whether it's a nursing and home he's been on and off of medi- he's been on and off of medication since i don't know his 30s or something i believe yeah. is when he first started taking medication for stuff like that it's he doesn't stick with anything is the problem yeah and 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 obviously like mental health is is never taken seriously and i don't want to say we're just giving up on our father because he has mental issues he is an incredibly unstable person when he's He's on medication when he's Yeah. yeah he he we have nightmares and have had nightmares our whole lives about him because that's the kind of scare we get you know yeah um, um, out of the way he i have at least a one nightmare a week at least uh of him harming or murdering myself and everybody you know sabrina and nancy and my husband like everybody that i really care about gets hurt in my dreams yeah. because that is just the type of person he is and i'm i'm constantly thinking about the fact that he's already been told not to come back to my husband's work um, and that he was told that the cops would be calling him next time. And I know how he is as a person that that's not going to stop him. And in fact, it's probably going to make him bring a weapon. And that's that scares me because he could hurt him or others trying to get to me. And that scares me so bad, so bad. Um, but I guess we've gotten away from the subject. Yeah, I, the I do want to say was, that, a lot of the justice system sucks, and it's not fair. Yeah, because I mean, I had a previous incident where I tried to get a restraining order, and they wouldn't do it because he told them I was on drugs. And anybody that knows me 
I'm allergic to pot. Okay, like seriously, like I don't do drugs. I've only ever tried pot a handful of times, and I'm like I literally get sick. Like I vomit. <laughs> like more yeah. than a few puffs of um a joint, and I'm vomiting for days yeah i mean this kind of goes back to like my fear of doing anything wrong and getting in trouble um i went to juvie that one time um and i've never wanted to do anything bad ever again other than you know be a runaway like two or three more years straight after that one incident that's all i've ever done so like i don't i don't even have like one drink and drive um i don't do drugs i don't do any of it because i'm afraid of police and repressions and i and i cannot imagine being a person of color uh, and, and having that fear intensely multiplied times a million you know um and it's yeah it's, it's a bunch of bullshit i don't know i feel like i'm saying the same thing different ways but it's a bunch of bullshit yeah it is a bunch of bullshit i mean that's the simplest way to put it is that it's a bunch of bullshit and it has to stop um, and, you know, and then there's this, the people that are pro, you know, pro police or whatever. And I do get their point of view, too, because they're scared that uh, if we cut police funding or we try or and that's what we want. That's not, you know, cut. We want police reform. We don't want to get rid of police. End of story. Um, because that would be silly. Nobody wants complete anarchy, okay? <laughs> like, even even anarchists, I mean, deep down, do they really want that? Because, I mean, I, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but what we want is just justice. We want things to be done right. Yeah. I mean, it's... Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Fair trials. A right to a trial. Not being murdered in your cell not being harassed not being every murdered on, day. on the street <laughs> and not being judged by your previous actions i mean obviously in some situations that does have to come into account yeah but um and it should come into account in that situation but in this it shouldn't be it's okay for me to shoot you because you have a record. Like, that's not okay in any sense. And in a lot of cases, they don't even know that when they shoot the person. So it's like, no, no. The brutality has has to end. And, you know, the people, like I was about to say, but I got distracted. The people that are pro-police or whatever, what you have to understand is... You know, I hear that defense over and over again that not all cops are bad. And I do agree with you, and I have known good cops. However, a good cop can also be judged by the fact that if they sit back and let that stuff happen. Even if they didn't do it themselves, even if they expressed that they didn't like it, um, if they sit back and do nothing and allow it to keep happening and don't do anything then in my book that just puts them on that level yeah yeah and i mean honestly what i what i'm saying about like being afraid of like every cop i see that's kind of shitty of me right but i'm also not going to 
automatically react to a cop because I'm afraid of them. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I'm gonna be. Af- I mean, if I'm I gonna- get pulled over, if I get pulled over, I'm completely polite. Um, I usually end up crying every time. I I have before. Especially when like everything's going wrong in your life, and then you get pulled over, you're just like, I can't take it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but like, and I hate that. I hate that I feel that way. Like because it almost feels like you're being submissive, yeah. and it shouldn't be that way. They should be. They're there to protect and serve, you know. And it shouldn't shouldn't feel that way for anybody, us or especially people of color. Yeah. Or or any other minorities, because, you know, there's a, been a lot of trans deaths and stuff lately, too. Yeah. Uh, like, there should be nobody mistreated for no reason. Yeah. You know? Um, we're all human. I just don't. Okay, are we ready to move on and talk about something happy? Yeah, please. Have any final thoughts? Yeah, it's making my head hurt more. Just. Yeah. Bullshit. Okay. Just bullshit. Okay, our top five this week is holiday movies, which we've already talked about like half of them at this point in the other episodes. I think I've got one single thing that hasn't been talked about already. (laughs) I've got a couple, but still, this is specifically our list of holiday movies. Um, You want me to go first this time since you went last time? Sure. I never remember that. Number one, Muppet Christmas Carol. Who's surprised? Yeah. (laughs) Two, Elf, which I watched last night to cheer myself up. Nice. Um, three, the Rudolph stop motion. The old the old Rudolph. Yeah. Four, Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, which is another one of the stop motion ones, except it's written by L. Frank Baum, who wrote the Oz books. Wizard of Oz, you know. And I really, there's a book of that that that, that was based on. Um by him and it's a really good book it's got like fairies and shit in it so I don't I guess that's why I like it because it's fan it's basically fantasy <laughs> yeah. um and it's basically you know Santa's really fake backstory that's not really based in any kind of myth or anything it's just like a fake ass backstory fairies and shit yeah. um five home alone yeah. um Honorable Mentions, Nightmare Before Christmas, Year Without a Santa Claus, uh, Polar Express, and Grinch. Oh, that one creeps me out. <laughs> Polar Express. Yeah. I love it, though. It makes me cry. It's one of those that makes me cry. I really time. didn't enjoy I really hate that dude's voice that, I swear to God, did half the music, if not all of it. Josh yeah. Groban. I hate that dude's voice. <laughs> it wow. makes my, like, butthole flinch. <laughs> that's the wow. best way I can describe it. I love that movie, but I guess I I just feel sorry for the poor kid. I don't like I don't know. That, I really ship. liked the town that Santa was in, like the North Pole yeah. stuff, all the like cool maze, like tunnels, yeah. and funnel, whatever. I liked that part of the movie. I did not like the majority of the rest of it. So I only watched it the first time last year. So maybe it's because it's just I was too fucking old at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I was an adult when I saw it, but it's like. I just really kind of like the the message, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah. It's it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. And I love pretty much every iteration of the Grinch. I've yeah. watched I just last year watched uh the Jim Carrey one for the first time ever. Really? Yeah. <laughs> 
last year. I'd still marry Jim Carrey to this day. I've had a long love relationship with him. Yep. Okay, your turn. Alright, so I always go backwards, continuing that. Number five is Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, damn. What? Why are you going to tell me that? I forgot that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was pretty, I was like, did I just miss it? Like, how did she not put Ernest Saves Christmas on here? I just, for, I, I just forgot it. Yeah. I love it. I watch it every year. It's, you know, there's several, pretty much anything on this list I'm going to watch every year, right? I watch like, any old fucking Ernest movie. I just love Ernest. Yeah. Um, number four is Babes in Toyland, the Drew Barrymore, Keanu Reeves version, not any of that older, fancier bullshit, the really creepy 80s one. Um, I love it so much. It's so stupid. It's so bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's I so remember funny. loving it. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, so I don't yeah. know. I just remember the Cincinnati song they sing and the creepy, like, bowling ball house and, yeah, just all of it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's classic. Um. Number three is Home Alone, the like Macaulay Culkin. I thought was my soulmate, along with you know, a lot of weird people like, you know, Michael Caine from Puppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> what a contrast there! <laughs> yeah, I don't have a type, man. I think it. I think people are gonna figure that out pretty quickly. But um, yeah, all right. Number two is Love Actually. Again, talked talked that one to death, but I love it. I mean. Except for when you try to watch it with your kid and there's the porn scene. Still still funny. Um, uh, number one is, of course, Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, it's so good. It's so good. And if you don't like it, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. Honorable mentions would be Nightmare Before Christmas, of course. Uh, Prancer, because we watched that shit every fucking school year that I could ever remember. Um, I don't remember much about it anymore. Uh, I, I remember rewatching a lot at home too. I don't even yeah. remember. I think I've like purposefully blocked that movie out. I don't remember I, a damn thing. I don't it. even a hundred percent remember what it's about, but I remember like it, it did like a there's like a decoration, and she thinks Prancer's like stuck in her town or something. I don't know, but it was stupid, and I loved it. Um, uh, I got the holiday. Which isn't super Christmassy. I watched that again yesterday. It's not super Christmassy, but it's pretty decent if you like rom-com type stuff. Just watch it for Jack Black. I love that uh, whole yeah. scene where he's singing like the different theme songs and he's like, it's beautiful. And of course, I mean, Jack Black, I just love that you rarely see somebody like Jack Black in a leading male role. Yeah. As like the romantic interest, got the contrast of Jude Law as the other male role. Yeah. yeah, and it's like Kate Winslet and Jack Black. It just doesn't. It's it, weird, but it's weird, but it makes perfect sense in the movie. Yeah, um, it does. and and then I I got Rankin Bass movies, of course. Rudolph is one of my favorites. That's kind of the generic one, but I really identified with Hermie growing up. Yeah. Um, he was just like, I just want to be a fucking dentist, guys. I want to do this bullshit, and I just really like that. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I like the Island of Misfit Toys. Yeah. I love them. But yeah, and those those are those are my main ones. Um, there's so many good ones. I mean, there's some really shitty ones too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I really we watch we just watched that one with Kristen Stewart. Um, what was it? Shit, what's it called? 
it's gonna it's gonna bother me. I wrote this before um I actually watched that one. Um, happiest season with Kristen Stewart. But it's so funny because it was Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis who were both on my honorable mentions for uh, hall passes. And and they're a couple. And I'm like, who was listening to my dreams here and put those two together? <laughs> um, and then not to mention they put, um, shit, I just forgot her name. Um, but most people that have watched the movie have been more interested in Kristen Stewart and her character together. Shit, she's from Parts and Rec. Um, Aubrey Plaza. There we go. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she's most funny. people want, they're like, you know, watch Happiest Season and then, you know, don't end up rooting for the main couple. You really want Aubrey Plaza to win. Um, <laughs> and that's really true. That's kind of how we all were. But it was, it was a pretty good movie. I mean, it was, it had some generic, you know, holiday movie types of things. Um, but it was yeah. an LGBT. Um, Can we put like our anti-favorite because last Christmas hint hint we went to go see a movie. Was it called Last Christmas? Yes. Uh, I don't know like it's not it it wasn't bad but it was really heartbreaking. Like I just like I was just like I can't watch this ever again because I I just I cried my face off and I just love Amelia Clark again. I do too. Um, And I really like that hot Asian dude. I just forgot his name, Henry something. Um, But he was in Crazy Rich Asians, and I loved that. Um, But yeah, no, yeah, that one, that one hurt. I can't watch it. Yeah, I can't watch that one again because I just really fucking depressing there's a lot of the like classic ones that i've literally never seen like a bonnet's gonna probably like be in a lot of pain when i say that this but i've never seen it's a wonderful life or a christmas i don't like it i've never Um, seen a christmas story oh god you should really watch okay christmas story and christmas vacation are hilarious it's a wonderful life I see why it's a classic, but I don't enjoy it. Yeah. Let's put it that way. I can appreciate it on a certain level, but I don't enjoy watching it. And I groan anytime anybody mentions it. I'm like, I just can't. I can't watch it. Yeah. I have seen it many times when I was younger because it would come on at Christmas time on TV. Never seen stuff. Miracle on 34th Street? Um, <laughs> I think I saw like the the one that came out in like the 80s or 90s but you get um, like you know jingle all the way i had that shit on vhs like don't judge my Christmas <laughs> movies. okay i saw that really uh, stupid hallmark movie like with melissa joan hart and um uh, mario lopez where yeah, they're well, like that's she, terrible like, kidnaps him or please, whatever. please watch christmas story and Christmas vacation, though. Yeah. Regardless, I I have a list of Christmas class, like even crazier Christmas classics, like that I haven't seen, like White Christmas, like the old, real, like a lot of old black and white, like Christmas musicals, you know. Yeah. Um, and then there's Meet Me in St. Louis, which is considered like a. It doesn't take place completely in Christmas, but Christmas takes place during it, and Judy yeah. Garland sings. Yeah. Yeah, Holiday in um, Handcuffs was the one I was talking about. It's really really horrible and it's but. 50 minutes can we do this yeah we're gonna make okay it. Oh, um i had i had the shout outs yeah well, do you have any recommends oh no i i don't do anything 
<laughs> oh, actually, that's a lie. Phasmophobia. <laughs> Phasmophobia. Whole, yeah, the game. I recommend that because, I mean, if you like paranormal or anything like that, it's a game where you and uh, it's on PC right now, and I'm sure that's probably not our demographic at all. But, um, yeah, you you investigate houses and like you have crucifixes and you have EMF meters and you got to figure out what type of ghost it is and try to get evidence and you have certain objectives for the level and you can die. Didn't know that. Uh, Nancy and Justin knew more things about this game than I did. And uh, yeah, I got I got dead like the very first game we played. <laughs> I think it was. I forget what a kind of ghost it was. I think it was a gin or something. And it, uh, it it killed me. And I didn't know that was a thing. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really fun game. It scares the crap out of me. Every time I'm like, this is a game. You can do this. Like, you, you even have like a radio. It's called it. They call it the spirit box in the game. But you have a radio and you can ask it. Like, if you're in, you, you have to be in a room in the dark and say, like, are you here? And it will answer you. And every time I'm like, I got this, I got this. And they go to like close the door on me and turn off the lights. And I'm like, no, I can't do it, Justin. And I'll just throw the radio on the ground. Because <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> I can't handle the scare even in a fucking game. Yeah. Well, that reminded me because we played um, the Friday the 13th game on PS4. Uh, where you, you're in like a group, I think of seven or eight people. And each time one person is... Uh, Jason and <laughs> so you can't give obviously you don't want to give away that you're Jason but you're kind of either working together or working separately to like hide or get stuff together to get away so you've got to like either kill him which is really difficult it takes way too much effort to do that honestly um, or you've got to hide and try to just stay away till the timer runs out which is I think 15 20 minutes or something it's a long time uh or you have to escape which is very difficult because then you're going to have to like pretty much work together to get parts together to get a car running or find keys to a boat uh yeah. and get the motor for that like just all kinds of <laughs> you have to get all kinds of shit to, together to get away and we played it with friends several times and it's dark you're pretty much all start out in separate locations <laughs> so you're in the dark kind of exploring by yourself i screamed like so many times playing that because somebody would come up on me even if it wasn't jason <laughs> i'd be like screaming every time somebody come up on me yeah. <laughs> like, or if i heard anything you know i'm like i heard some leaves crunch like oh shit shit yeah. <laughs> you know and i'm like screaming and running and yeah, I've died so many times. Yeah, I know. You set up a camera in this game, and like you can end up seeing like one person can stay in the van and watch the video and like the levels, so you can kind of be like forewarned something's going to happen. And yeah, I know it still doesn't prepare you for the things like coming out of the bathroom on like crawling, scary ring style monsters. I don't. It's 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 so much scarier than I thought it was going to be, and we're probably still going to play it keep playing it um. oh and oh here's the one thing i didn't mention if jason is actually near you it starts going shh, shh, shh. <laughs> yeah. and you're like uh uh-oh <laughs> yeah. in, in phasmophobia if you can start hearing your heartbeat in your ear. yeah um, i think tom kind of slows down too when he's nearby i can't remember mm -hmm. but it's something weird 
It's just like, mm, no. Yeah, I know. I'm over here. You don't know where he is. Life, trying to play these games. It's just too hard for me. But anyway, yeah. we we got to stop. Do your other recommendations. We can do this. Okay. Another Shade of Crime. Like I said, he covers, um, for the first season, he covered some Black, a Black Lives Matter case. Um, and A Few Bad Apples is one that covers police brutality cases. Uh, and so I guess we'll make that it for this week. And shout out to Bona, of course. What up? And Ian, the other guy. And Ian, the other guy. And we've got other fans, but y'all don't talk to us. Come talk to us. Come tell us what you want us to cover or what, or what you like. Or come tell us your lists on our Facebook page because we talk about that too. Anyway. on like Steam. Play Phasmophobia with me. I don't care. <laughs> Let's do it. Alright, later. <laughs> We did it! <laughs> yeah!